sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. If we want to experience the full joy of Christmas, then we need to live the season of Advent. And to do that, we need to understand it more fully. Welcome to Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into the topic of Advent, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The email address is the easiest way to do so. It's our crayons. I mean, ignition, ignition at sfcatholic.org. You're so funny. Who's our crayons? Oh. Oh. Hi, Renee. Hi. Renee Kranz is my co-host for this episode of Ignition. Renee, just real quick, who are you? Um, I am Renee Kranz. I am we know that married to Ryan Kranz for uh, 18 years. Um, I am the interim communications director for the diocese. Uh, get to hang out with Chris Bergwald, otherwise known as the Hall Monitor. Um, <laughs> I'm nice. very excited for Christmas because 2020 has kind of made me not want to decorate for anything. So Christmas is the first thing I'm actually going to decorate. You're going to get ready for. for it. Yeah, I'm doing yeah. it. But before Christmas comes, Advent. Advent. What a nice segue. So I thought, that, I thought that was pretty good. Um, yeah. So we're going to be talking today about Advent, especially for us. Uh, in the Diocese of Sioux Falls, at least, Bishop DeGroote has um, a vision for our diocese to grow as lifelong Catholic missionary disciples through God's love. Mm-hmm. Now, Renee, you and I are pretty familiar. We've heard that a time or two. But, time. but there's a lot of people, as I've talked to to folks in the diocese, um, you know, it takes time for for mm-hmm. word to get out. And you and I, in different ways, you literally work in the communications mm-hmm. world, uh, but discipleship and evangelization is kind of communication. Yep. It involves communication. Um, and we know that, you know, uh, it, it is just take time. It takes time to get the word out, whether mm-hmm. it's word with a capital W right. or a lowercase W. <laughs> so what, I, what we're going to be talking about today is looking at what Advent means for missionary disciples. So for those of us who are already Catholic, and if you're not Catholic or if you're not really on fire for your faith, trust me, you'll still be able to, to get something out of this because the idea of getting the full joy out of Christmas that we can is something I think all of us want. Yeah. Um, and Advent can help us do that. Entering into Advent can help us do that. So don't feel as I say this, like, oh, I'm going to turn off, change the dial because that's not me. No, no, no. If Renee's every- here, it's... I'm you. The I'm the audience. I'm you. Yes, yes. So you got to do your job well. That's a nice. <laughs> no mug. problem. You, that's you like a it? Big coffee mug with yeah. say Padre Pio. Yeah. Uh, do you know how to say where he's from, Renee? Uh, Piacciolina. Wow. Nicely done. Uh-huh. And on the other side of it, which I can't see, but I know I already know what it says. Yep. yep. Pray, hope, and don't, don't worry. worry. Yep. So, coffee mugs aside, Advent. Uh, Advent. Um, when you think of Advent, Renee, what, what comes to your mind? Waiting. 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 Say more about that. Waiting. Hey, waiting for uh, Jesus to be born, waiting for kids, waiting for presents. Right. Um, and it's really a hopeful season to me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and what I what I love about entering it, well, 
Okay, so when we enter into Advent, it's a time of preparation, right? Waiting, mm-hmm. um, and when we do that well, th- I've seen like the thing we're going to be talking about today. If we want to experience the joy of Christmas more fully, celebrate Advent more fully. I've seen this borne out in my own life. Like okay. the, the years, you know, we we have a similar number of years. So we've mm-hmm. we've both lived Advent for you know a approximately few times. the same amount of time. Um, <laughs> and for me, at least, when I live it more fully, Christmas is a richer experience. Oh, for sure. Um, so I think if we, if we, um, if for our own sake as disciples of Jesus Christ want to enter fully into the mystery of Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, it, well, it's necessary to enter fully into the season of Advent. Yeah. Uh, and, and for me, you know, there's all sorts of analogies, but I'm going to use this one. Renee, have you ever played cricket? No, no. Do you know what cricket is? <laughs> if it's is? a sport, I probably haven't played it. <laughs> what, what do you know? Do you have you heard yes. of cricket? Uh, yeah, is that the one on horses? Nope, that's polo. That's polo. <laughs> Shush, Bill. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I I've heard of cricket, but I've like you know this this during the pandemic here. There's been nothing like sports wise. There was hardly anything at For least until time. what the yeah. summer. Um, so they were replaying all sorts of things and yeah. cricket is one of the things where if I'm out with friends maybe, or, or family at a, at a place where there's lots of TVs and, and sports events, sometimes I'll see cricket and I know it looks kind of like baseball roughly, okay. but it's a big flat bat as opposed to the kind of oh, round yeah. bat. Oh yeah. Okay. I know what you're and, talking and about I, now. Yeah. That, I have no idea what's <laughs> going on and frankly, it bores me. Sure. I could also, I, to be honest, I've said recently, um, soccer yeah. bores me. And you know, that's funny. I agree. But I played soccer oh, when so I was you understand. young. Okay, that's so funny. I, uh, but See, I don't know if I remember a lot of it. That's, gonna, that's not going to work for the metaphor here because <laughs> my point is oftentimes, not always, your example of soccer for yourself is an example, but oftentimes we're, we're bored by things. We don't enter into them because we don't know what the heck is going on. <laughs> Very true. Or, or maybe just a superficial understanding right. of what's right. going on. Right. You know, I, I, so I studied for grad school in Rome for three years. The, 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 the Italians, like frankly, much of the world, they're crazy about soccer. Mm-hmm. They love soccer and, you know, and, and obviously in our country, it's a very, it's, it's, it's a, it's a big sport, not like baseball, football, right. basketball, right. but it's a big sport. But for me, yeah. I beyond the, I have a superficial understanding and I know that that's part of why it bores me. Right. So the point is, if you want to enter more fully into something and not be bored, but fascinated by it, it certainly helps to understand it. Yes. More. So I, I can give you another analogy go. real quick. Uh, I never used to watch NFL football and oh, about nine years ago, I started watching it and really didn't know much about football. So I took the time to learn it and yep. now I love football. Right. Yep. So great example. Yeah. Great example. So I, that, that's kind of the approach I want to take with Advent. Um, I think we know the basics, uh, but but it, in order for us to enter fully into Advent so we can fully enter into Christmas, it helps to go deeper. Mm-hmm. So that's what I want. Just to give a little introduction here in this episode of Ignition, um, sort of deeping, dipping, just dipping our toe into the deeper end of the pool on Advent. Okay. Um, so what, we're, what I want to do just uh, is, is look at a little bit of the liturgy of Advent. Um, we're going to look at a little bit at some of the, the scriptural background and a little bit at the church's teaching okay. on, on Advent. Sound good? Sounds awesome. Okay, so <laughs> um, so with regard to um, the liturgy of Advent, and I, I guess this is a bigger picture yet, 
Why do we have Advent? We'll be your guests. You know, I do this to you on the, all the time on Biblical I Bites, know. but I, we didn't. I didn't prep you at all, no. so I'm not. I'm not expecting anything here. Right Why now. do we have Advent? <laughs> what, Thank what's you. The <laughs> what's the point of Advent? Uh, to prepare us. Uh, yeah, to pre- give us a chance to prepare to to make reparations to God before uh, the actual celebration. That would be my. Why do we prepare essence. for Christmas? Do you think? What What exactly are we preparing for? Uh, God coming to us as as a man and coming to share our life. That's good. all I'm going to say. Good. That's good. okay. All right. <laughs> That's as far as That's, I get. There, there's, there's two, and then sometimes I say three, but there's there's certainly two answers to the question. That's one of them. Okay. That's correct. There's another, but I'll get to that in a minute. How would you describe, what would you think, what does the church say, do you think, about the mood of Advent? Um, it's not somber like Lent, but it's also not joyful yet until you get closer, the way I understand it. Like it's, a, it's an anticipatory mood. Does that make sense? An anticipatory an, mood, yeah. mood. Okay, so, that was a big that word. Feel, but what does that feel like? Anticipatory is definitely a word. But what is an anticipatory mood? Like, give me, do you think of an example? It's kind of on the edge of your seat. Like you're okay. kind of okay. Okay. anxious and, you know, excited, but it's not here yet. So you're like, oh. So that's like the way that Bill is when he's at the movie theater getting ready for the, his favorite movies. He's got the popcorn right. and the pop. And right. Getting ready for the, the movie to start. Right, Bill? Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so this is what the church actually says um, about the purpose of Advent and and therefore the mood that it should have. Mm-hmm. It is to prepare us to celebrate Jesus' coming two thousand years ago, but also his coming at the end of time. I knew that, and I didn't. <sighs> so, so Christmas. that one. To celebrate Christmas is about looking back, but also looking ahead. Mm-hmm. Looking to the past, but also to the future. It's a little confusing, so I'm glad you're going to talk about that. Yeah. So, and because this is the purpose of Advent, the church says that it gives Advent a mood of devout and expectant delight. Ooh. I love that. That's... Devout and expectant delight. delight. Yes. I like that. That So, I think we get that for looking back, Renee. Mm Mm-hmm. But when you think about Jesus' second coming... Does, would you describe the mood as one of devout and expectant delight? If you've read Revelation, maybe not. Why is that? It sounds scary. But if we are in the right place and we're ready, it shouldn't be. So why right? does it sound scary? Because we're humans and we're just... Uh, Afraid. Yes, we're, we are. And we've watched too many apocalyptic, <laughs> stupid apocalyptic movies. That's that very make, true. You know, that just give like our imagination, mm-hmm. like the, the images, literally imagination, the images that, that we probably put together, mm-hmm. you know, um, there's about so many stupid apocalyptic movies. There are. Um, the one that's coming to my mind, the, 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 the Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> uh, battling. Ooh, uh, are we going to get a voice? S- s- no. Okay. <laughs> no. He's battling Satan with, uh, with the machine gun. Like Satan. Satan's a spirit. Like you can't. Now he was incarnate. Incar- Satan incarnated himself, if you will, in Gabriel Byrne, or right. the character, right? So that's how you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, seriously, this is so so bad. Okay. <laughs> so most of us, like, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't typically think of Old Schwarzenegger when I think about the end of the world. But 
bad apocalyptic movies give us a a mood which is not one of devout and expectant delight. But that's what we should have. Okay. Okay. So I just want to walk through just, again, liturgy. The church uh, lays out very clearly some of the basics of what Advent is about. So I just want to walk through some of, of what she says. This is from, if you want to look it up, the universal norms on the liturgical year and the general Roman calendar. Sounds exciting. Um, It it is more exciting (laughs) than it sounds like. Okay. So the the church starts, uh, Advent has a twofold character for it is a time of preparation for the solemnities of Christmas in which the first coming of the son of God to humanity is remembered. And likewise, a time when by the remembrance of this, minds and hearts are led to look forward to Christ's second coming at the end of time. Minds and hearts are led to look forward to, to anticipate, Mm -hmm. to sit on the edge of your seat. Jesus' second coming at the end of time. For these two reasons, Advent is a period of devout and expected delight. And then it gets into the details of when it starts, and we've covered that in Biblical Bites with Dr. V recently. When when, when does Advent start, Renee? uh, 359, the Saturday (laughs) before. Four o'clock. Four o'clock. Four o'clock. Yep, four o'clock, the Saturday before the Sunday of Advent. And it ends when? Well, it ends Christmas Eve. 359. 359 Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve, yeah. So before um, what's called first Vespers or first evening prayer, which Mm -hmm. is usually... Uh, around four o'clock. So that's that's why we have four. So four o'clock Saturday afternoon mass. That's usually the earliest, earliest that you see yeah. it celebrated. That's when Sunday or the feast day begins. Okay. So that's that's what Advent begins that way. Um, <laughs> this is I really love this. <clears throat> the Sundays of this time of year, Renee, are named as follows: the first, second, third, <laughs> and wait for it. Fourth <laughs> Sundays of Advent. Even I <laughs> like could get the, that. The church is going to like, really, really spell this out for you, right? Yes. The Sundays of Advent are called the first, second, third, and fourth Sunday of Advent. Uh, and then it gets into weekdays, but this is where I want to focus. The liturgical color for Advent is, Renee? Purple. Purple, just like? Lent. Lent. As both are seasons that prepare us for great liturgical days. Also, Advent, like Lent, includes an element of penance. Yes. (laughs) I love when you give me hints. (laughs) An element of penance in the sense of preparing, quieting, and disciplining uh, disciplining our hearts for the full joy of Christmas. Mm -hmm. So I want to take a little bit of time with that um, after our break to unpack what that means, because I think that's really important to understanding. Um, If you're just tuning in to listen to Ignition, I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald visiting today with Renee Kranz about Advent and the importance of preparing for Advent for us to enter into the full joy of Christmas, as the church just tells Mm us. Um, So again, Advent, like Lent, includes an amount of penance in the sense of preparing quieting and disciplining our hearts for the full joy of Christmas. So the the purpose, of, so it, it's not as somber as, as right. Lent, as you said, mm-hmm. but there is still a penitential dimension to it. The point of the Advent penit, penance, if you will, is to prepare quiet and discipline our hearts for the full joy of Christmas. Mm-hmm. So quieting and disciplining our hearts for the full joy of Christmas. What would you guess those mean? I know you already like like oh boy he's gonna ask me what does this mean any idea what does it mean to quiet your hearts for the full joy of Christmas? Well, I would think of like spending time maybe in adoration or something, praying, stopping all the busyness of life for even a few minutes, 
to actually think about where where you are in the season liturgically and and where God is about to enter into our lives. Right. Right. I think, you know, Advent is a very so December is a very busy yes. month, right? Yes. So Advent and December pretty much coincide. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think there is a way for us. And I think rather than like, well, I guess I can't, you know, uh, shop and wrap and right. bake or whatever. No, you can do those <laughs> mm-hmm. things. But is there a way where you can integrate, not not remain them, like I got to do the Advent thing and then the December thing. Mm-hmm. No, how about we bring them together? Yeah. Is there a way to quiet your heart in the midst of, maybe not necessarily literally while you're, you know, covered with flour right. and sugar in the kitchen, but possibly, right. but certainly at least that day, you know, throughout the season of Advent, throughout the month of December, as you're doing your baking and you're buying and you're wrapping and whatever else you do to get, you're getting ready for Christmas, decorating, mm-hmm. can you each day take some time to quiet your heart so that when Christmas comes, you're not exhausted. <laughs> I mean, you may be busy, but so that you're spiritually and emotionally ready to engage with the season. Does right. that make sense? Yeah, it does. Um, the other thing, so disciplining our hearts for the full joy of Christmas. Guesses on what it means to discipline our hearts. Well, the first thing that maybe comes to mind for me is as you're talking about the busyness and these, you know, baking in the kitchen and so on, maybe a good thing to do would be to offer up those things so you're disciplining your your thoughts to be thinking about, I can offer this, this piece of my busyness up for someone else. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, so I think, so when you think of discipline, what comes to mind? Not doing something you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> Lent. I, and, but, and, like the way I think of it in this context, discipline and sense of preparation, I think of the, the training yeah. that, that, uh, so my kids are in piano, right? And mm-hmm. I mean, not right now, they're not doing recitals, but they often do recitals. Well, see, so, I told you doing something you don't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Go the ahead. practice. Mm-hmm. So that the recital is made perfect, right? So right. it's it's the doing the hard work of of practicing, so that the thing that you're doing, or or an athlete, or any musician, an athlete um, uh, works out, prepares for the for the game. So they go, so you used the example of football. Mm-hmm. They practice throughout mm-hmm. the week, so that comes someday. Someday, hopefully, it goes well. Right. Right. They're very disciplined. Exactly. In their They're work. very disciplined. Yeah. So I think so. So to discipline our hearts for the full joy of Christmas means that we we again, I think, say, take some time to focus on. And I hate to use the trite phrase, but it's true. The reason for the season. Right. So we can enter into. So maybe purposely do exactly. things like yep. schedule it even if you have exactly. to. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that all makes sense to you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the final thing I want to say about liturgy, um, the church reminds us that every all four Sundays, and what do they call? What's the technical name again for the four Sundays? First, second, third, and fourth. Except for the third, what? the third does have an alternate. Oh, that's do you, right. I do know. you remember it? Gaudete. 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 Yes. Which comes from the Latin word. It's from the Latin word for to rejoice. Yeah. So the third Sunday of Advent, there's a there's a, an increase in that anticipation and that 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 sense of joy with rejoicing. But the fourth Sunday of his Advent, each gospel has a dis, its own distinctive theme. Um, the first Sunday of Advent, which as as folks are listening to this, we just celebrated. Um, you may have noticed the gospel is about the second coming. Okay, Jesus is coming. I was going to ask time. you that. Yeah. Yep. The second and third Sundays of Advent are about John the Baptist. 
That's right. Who we'll talk about a little bit. Clearing the way. And yeah. the fourth mm-hmm. Sunday of Advent is about the events that immediately lead up to the birth of Jesus. Okay. So liturgically, we see this progression, this shift from um, looking to actually beginning by looking at the second coming. Mm-hmm. And then slowly we move actually backwards in time to look to the first coming. Right. So when we look at the first coming, um, I, I, what I love about the Gospels, uh, and we're not going to have time to get deep into this, but Matthew and Luke in particular, they have what we call the infancy mm-hmm. narratives. And, 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 and Matthew and Luke do not start this way. Once upon a time. Or... <laughs> Long, long, long ago long. in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> what, what what you're laughing, Renee? So when you hear that, what comes to mind? Uh, fairy tales. Fairy tales, yes. which are what? Pretend. <laughs> Pretend. Fictional. Yes. Right? Instead, uh, let me just open up real quickly Luke's gospel. Luke uh, has a little introduction where he, he tells us that he is, I've really, basically, I've investigated. Mm-hmm. Um, I've talked to the people who witnessed the events. I, and I'm, I'm giving you the fruit of my labor, the fruit of my investigation, so that you can be sure. Let me just read it. Um, that you may know the truth concerning the things of what which you've been informed. So you've heard certain things, Theophilus, mm-hmm. who's writing it to, mm-hmm. um, as a, who's a Christian. Um, and and a, it seemed good to me also uh, to write an orderly account for you that you may know the truth concerning the things of which you have been informed. And then, chapter 1, verse 5, In the days of Herod, king of Judea, there is a priest named Zechariah of the division of, ba- of Abijah, and he had a wife of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. It does not begin once upon a time. Yeah, he be- lays out facts right away. He does, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So Luke and then Matthew in his own way with, with Jesus' genealogy going back to David and back to Abraham, they're very specific about the historical context mm-hmm. in which Jesus's birth happens. Mm-hmm. So, so I think I just want to begin by underlining this really occurred. Right. Um, it's not a myth. It's not a fairy tale. You know, parents do tell some stories to their kids about certain figures associated and with red. Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I would, you know, I don't want to give anything away for the the kids who you know. Um, but that, that's a, but the birth of Jesus. His, the incarnation of Jesus Christ is not a myth. Right. It's not a fairy tale. It's the climax of God's working in history from before history began. From from all eternity, God had a plan and he has a plan that he is unfolding. Mm-hmm. And the final chapter occurred when Jesus's birth was announced and, and, and happened. I think sometimes, you know, we want to jump right to... Uh, let me put it this way. Christianity is the final chapter, right. not the first chapter of right. the book. The birth of Jesus is the final chapter, not the first chapter of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a plan that God has been accomplishing, and now it's coming to its fullness. And the catechism just has some beautiful language to remind us, uh, just real quickly looking at what, what the church tells us officially about the season of Advent. The catechism is some beautiful language to remind us that this is the working out of God's plan from long ago. This is 522 in the Catechism. The coming of God's Son to earth is an event of such immensity that God willed to prepare for it over centuries. And I I love that line. The coming of God's Son to earth is an event of such immensity that God willed to prepare for it over centuries. Mm -hmm. There's immensity in the incarnation. Mm -hmm. It's not, oh, I think today, 
uh, you know, son, how about you want to go to Earth? That sound good? That's fine. Oh, how, about, how about this little girl in uh, Nazareth? Uh, what do you think? No, this is an, an immense event that God prepared for over centuries. Mm-hmm. He makes everything converge on Christ, all the rituals and sacrifices, figures and symbols of the first covenant. He announces him through the mouths of the prophets who succeeded one another in Israel. Moreover, he awakens in the hearts of the pagans a dim expectation of this coming. And then 523, John the ba- St. John the Baptist is the Lord's immediate precursor or forerunner, sent to prepare his way. Prophet of the Most High, John surpasses all the prophets of whom he is the last. He inaugurates the gospel already from his mother's womb, welcomes the coming of Christ, and rejoices in being the friend of the bridegroom, whom he points out as the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Going before Jesus in the spirit and power of Elijah, John bears witness in his preaching by his baptism of conversion and through his martyrdom. And then finally, 524, what the church celebrates, when the church celebrates the liturgy of Advent each year, she makes present this ancient expectancy of the Messiah. For by sharing in the long preparation for the Savior's first coming, the faithful renew their ardent desire for his second coming. By celebrating the precursor's birth and martyrdom, the church unites herself to his desire. He must increase, but I must increase. Renee, we just got a couple minutes left, but I love John the Baptist Mm -hmm. because he's preparing the way for Jesus and he reminds us that it's about him, Mm -hmm. Jesus, and not about me. Mm -hmm. He must decrease and I must increase. Or backwards. He must increase Jesus. Yeah, you said it the, the other way. It's okay. Never mind. No, I didn't. <laughs> Rewind it. Okay, no, okay, whatever. When, when you were reading that as the bridegroom, it made me think John the Baptist, like he's like the best man. Exactly. It's about the groom. It's not yeah. about the best man. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So just coming to the end here, and I think um, my my hope, my desire is that as folks are listening, they'll be more aware of ways in which they can um, celebrate Advent. You know, if read the readings from Mass. Seek the, the, the intercession of people like Zechariah mm-hmm. and his wife Elizabeth and John the Baptist and, of course, Mary and Joseph, so that you might be able to celebrate Advent more fully. Renee, any, do you have any thoughts just this, this minute or so we have left? Um, I don't think no. so. No, no <laughs> I thoughts. probably did, but now Speechless. I can't think of them. <laughs> oh, okay, that's fine. I, I want to mention, too, if you go to the diocesan YouTube, the, the, the diocesan YouTube, YouTube channel um, for the Diocese of Sioux Falls, there's a presentation, a two-hour presentation mm-hmm. I did called Finding the Light, where I go into to more detail. Um, but the goal for me in this is... Understand that if you have confidence in living, so have confidence in God that if you live the season of Advent more fully, you will receive more fully the gifts that he has for us. Mm -hmm. Joy, peace, fulfillment, and ultimately his son, Jesus Christ. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. I think if we do that, we will enter into Christmas more fully. And that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us ignition at sfcatholic.org with any thoughts, questions, or ideas for future episodes. And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. In addition to the resource that I mentioned, Finding the Light, the Catholic Conversation, YouTube video that you can find on the Diocesan YouTube page. You can also check out the feature story in December's Bishop's Bulletin issue. The The topic for that, Renee, is... Waiting and hoping Waiting and Advent. hoping. Waiting Advent. and hope, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that entire... Um, and you talked to a number of people, interviewed yes. a number of people on the reality of waiting, sometimes for things 
that they ultimately receive after a long period of right. time, but also the reality of hoping even what we're waiting for doesn't actually happen. Right, right. Yep. So in addition, so check that out, out. Check out that cover story. But also you can check out the past episodes of Ignition. We talk uh, a lot about Advent around the time of Advent. To do so, go to the Dasasan uh, webpage, www.sfcatholic.org slash Ignition. Again, sfcatholic.org slash Ignition for more episodes. 